you know. All right, welcome back to Mastering Menopause. Today, I am pleased to bring on a friend from a mentorship that we did together a couple years ago, and this is Morgan Mallon, and I just saw her on, is that how you say your last name? Malin. But Maybe, you're I get, I get that often. So it's okay. fine. <laughs> sorry about that. You had on your story, you were doing, you were, you were showing how you were doing lymphatic massage. And I said, what is this? And I reached out to you about that. And then oddly enough, somebody came on, came, asked a question in a Facebook group asking, what's the difference between a regular massage and a lymphatic massage? And I'm like, well, I'm so glad that this happened because I don't know. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then tell us, tell us about that. Sure. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I am a recently separated veteran. I am also a licensed massage therapist. I'm a medical massage therapist, and I'm also currently going back to school. So with in regards to massage and body work, I've been licensed for eight years and I've been practicing on and off throughout those eight years. I had a little bit of a break while I was serving, but I still practice here and there on some service members and just to kind of keep up with my study and education through that point. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my jam. My background with massage and body work primarily is in the medical and rehab sphere. So I worked with primarily with individuals who had been in catastrophic auto, auto accidents. So a lot of, you know, quadriplegics, paraplegics, amputees, severe cases of whiplash. So my my specialty and specialization is more um pain management and, and and rehab. And then I kind of over the years have evolved into more, you know, more metaphysical stuff, more of the, the spiritual healing. And, and I really do believe that it is this combination of inner and outer worlds in terms of, of massage and body work, right? We're not just treating the body physically, because obviously, it's so multifaceted and, and just what we are as humans. So I really like to have that mindset while I'm practicing. It's not just a body that I'm working on in a table. It's a human and it's a soul and everything that you've gone through in your life, you know, is, has memories that are stored within the body. So that's kind of how I view massage and body work. It's not yeah. just singular dimension, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish you lived closer. I wish I lived closer to you. <laughs> So can you tell us the difference between like a lymphatic massage and a regular massage or you just kind of incorporate everything, whatever the, whatever the person needs? Yeah. So they're, oh my gosh, in terms of massage and body work, I mean, it is infinite, right? There's so many different practices and modalities and what, you know, a client may need. And it's never really just one size fits all approach. Mm -hmm. So one day you make it on my table and we do more for a traditional therapeutic massage. Some days I feel, Hey, I feel that you're very inflamed and swollen. I think we should do a lymphatic massage. And oftentimes that leads into what's the lymphatic system? Like what's lymphatic drainage? So if you want, I can kind of wrap a little bit about what the lymphatic system is, because oftentimes people don't know what that is. And to be fair, I didn't know before I started really (laughs) into that sphere. So I am not a doctor. I'm not a PT. I'm not a chiropractor. I'm just a licensed massage therapist that has devoted a lot of time and energy. So I'm going to break it down in the most simplest way, because, you know, I find in the rehab space, we can throw out all these fancy words and names and you might impress some people, but 
we want to create a change, right? And so I want to be able to present the information to you and to your listeners in a very tangible, understanding way. So just let me know if I'm kind of starting to go outside that sphere and bring you back a little bit. (laughs) So basically what the lymphatic system is, is your body's sewage system. Okay. That's the most simplest way that I can describe the lymphatic system. It is your body's cellular waste system. So it works in conjunction with our circulatory system, our immune system, and basically it's a colorless odor, or I'm sorry, (laughs) colorless fluid that is quenching our and bathing our entire body. And we have millions and millions and millions of nodes within our body. And we have over 700 lymph clusters. So if you just sit with that for a minute and think about how intricate, intricate the, the system is, it's very superficial. And basically what it does is that anytime we have cellular waste or buildup, and that's just existing as humans, right? I mean, we're constantly, you know, cells are dying off, we're repairing, regenerating, we're creating new ones that gets pushed out through the lymphatic system and gets cycled through the heart. So when that gets blocked, our we become very toxic. And so that lymph, those lymph passages and lymph nodes get blocked and stored. And then that lymph, that fresh lymph isn't able to move and cycle through the heart. And that's where we, we start to see swelling, inflammation, pain, injuries, joint pain. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's endless sluggish, fatigue. I mean, I could go on and on about all of the different sensations that we experience when our lymph is blocked. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, like no idea, right? I, honestly, like, I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never, you know, realized the extent. So, yeah. okay. So, when would it be beneficial to do, to work on the lymphatic system? I would imagine it would be beneficial to work on the lymphatic Sure. System. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the thing with the lymphatic system is unfortunately it's never addressed per, you know, we're seeing it. Fortunately, we're seeing it more and more in like holistic wellness spaces where people are addressing the lymphatic system, but typically We don't ever address it until something serious happens like lymphedema, lymphoma, where it's a serious issue. But things that you can kind of start to look towards or why I should get it is autoimmune issues. So any autoimmune issue, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, if we if we're constantly active, working out, we're really into fitness, if we're starting to if we had any sort of injury. And within the body, if we have any joint pain, you know, those are kind of the signs and indications in terms of, okay, I should probably get my lymphatic system addressed or pay attention to it more. And aside from, from those, you know, just high, you know, as humans, especially in today's world, we're just so bogged down and our nervous mm-hmm. systems are in just overdrive and your body is working so hard just to keep you at some level of neutrality right and oftentimes we're working from a deficit so even when an individual has high levels of stress it's an indication a sign physiologically that your body is working overtime and you're probably having a lot of cellular toxicity built up in the body so those are kind of just some signs and symptoms in terms of okay what, what, how am I feeling in my body and why would I go get a lymphatic massage, lymphatic drainage? 
Yeah. And who isn't stressed, right? <laughs> Honestly. Everybody. I mean, and it, and it's not, stress doesn't have to be this, you know, this, this daunting thing, but I think we can be more intelligent in the ways that we, we work with our stress and, and honestly, just being proactive and taking care of so many of my clients that I see in my table are just operating at these high levels. And when I, you know, pose the question, what do you do for yourself? How do you give back to yourself? It's just crickets or they laugh or, Oh, nothing. Like I don't deserve it. You know, I, I have a family to take care of. I'm working full time. I have X, Y, and Z going on. Like I don't have the time or I don't deserve to take care of myself, but we can only pour out of an empty cup for so long. Right. And if we're not really giving back to ourselves, we're actually giving that to the extent of the people that are around us. So it was, I just really would love to see the, the shift of the mindset of when it comes to self-care and taking care of our bodies and nourishing ourselves at a deeper level, because we do number one, deserve it. And that's how we show up better in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle for sure. You know, I see that with my clients and just that stress piece and just not recognizing it, you know, and just taking on like, it's almost like a badge of honor, how busy we are, right? right. I'm so busy, you know, and, you know, and it's so- almost like an identity that we attach to. Yeah. Like, this is who I am. And it's like, no, it's not. Deep yeah. down in there somewhere, this isn't who you are. This is just distractions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, how can you do this on yourself? Because I saw you, I saw you doing, I saw you doing that on yourself. So if, could you demonstrate that? Sure. Yeah. Do you want me to kind of talk it through or do you want me to demonstrate? Do you want, do you want me to, are they going to be able to see the video? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So well, let's talk it and then, and then, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so in terms of treatments for the or manual lymphatic drainage, there's various different things that you can do for it. Number one, movement. Okay. Moving your body, not an intense CrossFit. I'm doing a, an intense workout way, yeah. but very light and gentle movement helps move and stimulate and keep that lymph flowing. So number one, movement. Um, number two, deep diaphragmatic breathing. A lot of time, I am not a breathing specialist. I'm not a, I'm not a breath worker, but a lot of times when you look at people taking breaths, it's very shallow and very in up in the upper chest. So when I say somebody, like I tell somebody, take a deep breath in, it's, you know, instead of coming deep down from our lower diaphragm. So deep and slow diaphragmatic breathing can kind of help stimulate that lymph. And then the third option is also manual. So we can do dry brushing, or you can go and visit and see a local practitioner in your area that specializes in an MLD treatment. So those are three things that you can do. Um, so you can definitely do it on yourself or you can have it facilitated on you. But I definitely recommend that you do the other things in conjunction with, you know, going to see a therapist to do lymphatic drainage on you, right? Because if more that you can become accountable and take care of yourself, just the more involved you are going to be in your healing in your body. So yeah, definitely recommend the, the movement and, and the breathing and, you know, the dry brushing as much as possible. Now with the dry brushing, do, I, do you, you want to go away or work up towards, I forget how that goes. <laughs> you want to go up. So the way that the lymphatic system works is it moves up on the right side of the body and then it goes down on the left. But 
in terms of dry brushing, we want to just think of wherever you're at in the body you're working on, you want to draw it towards the heart. So if you're, I'm going to demonstrate a little bit. So okay. anything, anything from the feet all the way up to the heart, we want to go upwards. Okay. And, and then anything from the head down to the heart, we want to go down. Some major areas to focus on. I can kind of talk about that a little bit before I do a full demo. But so back of the knees, the inguinal area, which is kind of right in your groin. So this is your inguinal area. That's where a lot of nodes reside with all within our abdomen, above the navel, on the sides, and then in your axillary nodes. So right in your armpits. And then all in the cervical spine area, we a third, a third of our lymph nodes reside here, which is pretty crazy to think. So a lot of times when we have lymph blockage, it's coming from the cervical region and then kind of behind the ears and on the head, around the face. So those are kind of the major touch points that you want to make sure that you're addressing when you're doing lymphatic drainage or mm -hmm. drive. Yeah. How would we, how, how would you do that on yourself? Yeah. So dry brush, they're usually, you know, hand, hand size, palm size. Sometimes I find with the dry brush, especially on the cervical region, it can be a little tricky. So I just buy a, ch a cheap toothbrush from the store and I'll use that in the smaller areas to brush. So I'll just, I'll show you a little demo, kind of what I do. You can do this every day. Uh, I would recommend that you do it before taking a shower. It should take you maybe five minutes. Do it while you're naked. And it's just kind of a great practice to kind of keep in, keep in, keep in touch with, you know, part of just like your self-care routine. Mm -hmm. So basically what I do is I do it a little bit differently where I don't start at my feet. A lot of people start at their feet when they're dry brushing, but I actually start right here in the inguinal canal because this is their larger clusters. And my thinking with it is if I can clear out this as passage first, then everything's going to move through a lot better. So what I do is you'll take the dry brush and you'll do just really slow sweeping motions up like this. Now, if you're thinking Think about when you're sweeping a floor and you're brushing that debris into a dustpan, kind of this motion. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the idea with dry brushing is we're kind of just going, it's very light and fast. The, the lymphatic system is very superficial. So you don't ever want to do any sort of deep work with it. But basically okay. the idea is you just want to brush up, up, up on this side, brush up on this side, do 10 to 20 seconds. Okay. And a way that you can test it is you can kind of press in there and if it's tender and you're sometimes kind of feeling around in there, sometimes mm -hmm. it feels as though there, there's these little, it feels like marbles. So that's your lymph nodes. And usually they're kind of swollen. Like mine is on my right side. So then if you, after you assess and you're like, Oh yeah, that's still tender, deep brushing, the lymph moves within seconds. So you should start to feel that pain or discomfort dissipate as you keep working the area. Okay. From there, then I address the feet and I go down. So basically I can put my, put my foot up onto something and then I just move upwards all over. Back of the knee is really, really important. Same motion, everything going up. I even go like around my glute, around my hip and in my adductors. 
This is another area where... Inner thigh, for those of you that can't yeah, see. Yeah, right. <laughs> inner thighs. We never really think about that, but sometimes when this lymph is blocked in our inner thighs, it can actually contribute to low back pain. Mm-hmm. So I like to really brush up in there. So that's kind of your feet up. Yeah. Now with the abdomen, I kind of just go in circular motions. You can do an assessment. So two inches above the navel, I'll press in. If that's kind of tender or painful, then okay, I need to work this area out. So then I kind of just go and there is really no right or wrong, but you just want to be able to kind of do circular light and fast motions again, 10 to 30 seconds. Okay. Now, when it comes to the axillary nodes, kind of the same thing right here. That's on the, the inner, the inside the elbow. Yep, inside <laughs> or what is that called? <laughs> inside the elbow. Okay. And a lot of times with this, I'll bring my arm up overhead and I'll help encourage it going down. Towards the armpit. Yeah. And then once you start getting into the axillary nodes or into the armpit, you can kind of do an assessment here. Now this, I really like to talk about with my clients, if there's ever any sort of shoulder injuries, surgeries, breast cancer, any sort of issues that one has ever had in this area, I really like to check these nodes. So if they're really tender while you're assessing, that's a good indicator that you have lymph blockage. So with okay. there, same concept, down, down, down. You you know, kind of go around the breast tissue, down, down, down. Same thing on this side. And then for the cervical region, bust out my handy dandy toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically, so you want to do so within your clavicle. You have your supraclavicular area and infraclavicular area. So what you want to do is you just want to go back and forth just like that. Super light and fast. Oh, for those that can't see, it's like basically from the neck, bottom of the neck clavicle towards the towards the top of the shoulder. shoulder. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Kind of where those two little bones. And then sweeping kind of fanning down. Yep, like fanning out down. or down. Yep. And then right on the collarbone there. You just kind of want to go side to side, back and forth, super light. And then I'll go up right where my earlobe kind of touches my jaw point right here. Mm -hmm. And then you just go down. Same thing on this side. And then I can also use the toothbrush around my mouth. So we have lymph nodes right in here. So I just kind of go like this. Brushing it down. Do these areas correspond to anything? like? Like you said, like shoulder pain and, you know, I'm just curious if it's like kind of like reflexology, you know, how certain. You mean in terms of different organs? Well, I wouldn't say so much correlates with different organs as it does what, what pain is being presented in that area that's correlated to it. Right. So with the, with the, the axillary, the armpit that directly correlates with the shoulder. Sometimes when I'm working in the legs, I've, you know, I'll ask have you ever heard an injury in this leg? And they're like, yeah, you know, I had Achilles surgery. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know? So I would say in that way, wherever we're presented with pain, that's a great indication to see if there's a lymphatic blockage in there. Okay. And that's pretty much it in terms of um, dry brushing. It's we, I think we like to overcomplicate it and make it like, I don't want to, you know, a lot of my clients say, I don't want to do it wrong, but you can't, you can't really mess it up. You just, you really can't. Don't overthink it. Just yeah. light and fast, <laughs> everything, towards the, everything towards the heart. And what else? 
Is that brush really soft? The dry brush? Yeah. Or... So we make all different kinds. Mine's just kind of, eh, it's average. It's kind of coarse, but you know, if you're doing it light, then it, it, it shouldn't harm you. Sometimes you'll see, you know, some red marking. That's totally fine. Don't go too, too crazy because we don't want to break capillaries. But sometimes if you see color change, that's okay. Yeah. What else? Very cool. Let no. yeah. <laughs> that, that is easy, right? So what, five minutes? Yeah. Five minutes before the shower, deep, deep diaphragmatic breathing. And then in terms of movement, so... With movement, we think, okay, well, if I'm working out every day, then my limbs should be moving, right? Well, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Because when we are doing intense training, what is our body doing? It's repairing and regenerating cells. So if we already have existing limb blockage and then we're putting ourselves through the ringer, we're just bathing ourselves in an excess toxicity. And then our body isn't going to repair and restore in the way that it should. Sometimes an interesting fact about this is when we have an an excess of lymph in our body, it actually pushes out into our adipose tissue, tissue, which is in other words, into our fat. Mm -hmm. This, what, why it does this is because it moves away from the vital organs and to protect itself. So when this happens and it pushes into the adipose tissue, it can be even more difficult for people or individuals to lose weight. And they can say, oh, you know, I'm working so hard in the gym. I'm eating right and I'm lifting and I'm just not losing any weight. I'm doing these really intense workouts and I'm not losing weight. I would be willing to bet, and I'm not a betting woman, that it is part of your lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, you know, another area to look into or sign or symptom if you're like, I'm doing all these things, nothing's happening in your lymphatic system. Yeah. Um, well, with, with movement with this, like I said, we don't want to do anything intense. I can show you just some general basic movements that we can do. So first one is jumping jacks. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it a competition. Just some good old jumping bat, jumping jacks, do 25 to 30 reps. Another one is called lunge pumps. So what you'll want to do is you want to get into a lunge position. Actually, I don't know if you'll be able to see. Let me see. I'm going to try to do it. There we go. So get into a lunge position. So the back leg, you're you're just going to kind of flex and extend like this. So that back leg is just flexing and extending back and forth. You're going to do about 25 reps on each side. So again, nothing intense, but we're kind of just encouraging the body. It's just kind of this gentle, passive gliding motion. Another movement that you can do is marching in place. So just knees up. Moving your arms, marching in place, do 50 reps of those. Again, nothing intense. We're just trying to simulate that length to move. And lastly, you can do what we call arm claps. So sometimes you can just move your arms from side to side. You can have your hands touch your hips. You can bring your arms in front of you and back of you, just doing some arm claps. You can work your way up. You can go just front to back. But this is a great way to kind of move that length. So those are just some basic movements. And just to kind of give people a general idea of when I say movement, those types of exercises. Yeah. You you think, oh, well, I ran. So I moved my leg. (laughs) Like, well, what you did is just 
cause the the cellular waste to kind of build up more. Yeah. Would you do this like every day or like, you know, like maybe five times a week or three times a week or what, what would you recommend? Well, I would say every day. Okay. I know sometimes that can be a difficult commitment, especially when it's something new that you're introducing into your daily routine. So I say, you know, at the minimum three to four days a week. And, you know, one indicator is how often should I be doing this is when you're kind of feeling around on those lymph nodes and you're doing that assessment and you're still finding pain when you're, when pain is being presented, when you're assessing, then you need to keep working that area. If you kind of get to a point where you're like, yeah, no, I don't feel any pain where it normally does. Then, okay. We know that the body and the lymphatic system is properly functioning and, and moving as it should. So I would recommend every day, you know, these are relatively simply simple practices that one can do, but if it's kind of too much at first, then, you know, do three days, then four days, then five days and just kind of titrate up. So yeah, yeah. with, I will say with more of a manual, um, when you go see a therapist, that's when I, I don't necessarily recommend that you go very often in terms of you know, consecutive days, I would say at least once a week, because those are a little bit more intense. Your body is flushing out that cellular waste. Sometimes, you know, you can kind of feel a little bit worse before you feel better. So because you're moving all that stacks, that stagnant fluid through. Mm -hmm. Um, So just kind of be mindful. Your practitioner should, you know, talk to you about the process, what to expect after, but I wouldn't go crazy in terms of, in terms of MLD, unless, Sometimes my clients who are recently post-op. So I see a lot of, you know, breast augmentations, tummy tucks, lipo, things like that, where, you know, they have a, a, a script from their, their physician that says, hey, okay, this is, you know, indicated for however many days or however many weeks to help move that very temporary inflammation. So that's a very different approach than yeah. overall health and wellness. So what would you, if you had, if you had this kind of the, that draining massage done, what would, what would the symptoms be that you would want to look for? You know, like what are those instructions that they give you after? Yeah, sure. So lots of water after an MLD treatment. I mean, lots of water. So we should already be drinking at least half our body weight in ounces. I say really bump that up. Make sure that you're remineralizing your water or adding electrolytes that don't have sugar in them just to, you know, hydrate your, you may experience depending on, it's so different for everybody, but depending on how much lymph we were moving through, some people may experience kind of feelings of feeling sluggish or tired or just fatigue or kind of even a little bit sick, like they're getting a cold that first day, 24 hours after, and then they report that 48 hours after I felt so much better, things moving through, like I felt so light and energized. So sometimes that initial bog feeling happens, mm-hmm. but then those symptoms reside after that. Yeah, that but, totally makes sense, actually. But typically, you know, a lot of times right at right out right after a session, people are like, oh my gosh, I I had one client say, I feel awakened. And I'm like, that's a really great way of putting it because I never really thought about it that way. But it is, you just feel alive and, and awakened once you get a treatment. So I love that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm totally going to, I'm going to look for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. somebody that does that on Cape Cod. So I'm sure yeah. it's not even too oh. far from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What people can do is they can, you know, just go into Google and, and search, you know, manual lymphatic drainage specialist near me or, you know, anything of that nature. Even if you call around to some clinics, sometimes some chiropractic clinics or PT clinics have specialists in there or cosmetic surgery facilities because they want that for the patients yeah Yeah, they'll they'll at least be able to give you some recommendations or or referrals so you can pretty much find us anywhere in your communities as long as you're willing to look (laughs) yeah is there anybody that 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 shouldn't get that is this contraindicated for any kind of population i think with any sort I mean, this is for just body work and and massage in general. Um, If you have anything severe going on, you need to make sure that you get clearance, obviously, from your your primary medical physician, first and foremost. Once you get clearance from them, hey, yeah, I'm good to go, then then we're good. But, you know, I use lymphatic drainage on oncology, pain injury. I've even started using it with people. Now I don't have any research to back this up. This is all anecdotal, but mm-hmm. uh, I started using it with pay- people with long haul COVID symptoms and we're actually finding great success in-, in using MLD treatments with them. So in terms of contraindications, if you are diagnosed with any sort of severe illness, just make sure that you get a, a green light from your doctor. Otherwise... I mean, not, not really. No. Yeah. I just, I, I would imagine because it is so gentle. Beneficial. Um, for, yeah. I, I do really believe that it can be for everyone. So. So a, if you get a massage like that, that's not going to be any pressure. That's just going to be very light. It's very, very light. And the idea is we're moving fluid, not tissue. So when we go into a traditional massage, we're, you know, we're thinking elbows and we're yeah. thinking <laughs> tissue experience. And this is complete opposite of that so if you okay. have gotten massages before and you think you this is what it's going to be it's nothing like that so just throw that idea out the window it's very light very fast you almost kind of you're sitting in a tube and you're like is this doing anything but that's how it should be it should be very light so if you have a practitioner that's going really deep with lymphatic drainage then maybe try and find another way yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah, I know. I had one, I had a masseuse who said like for Baker cysts, like to be really, really careful behind the knees. Not that I've had anybody go like in there, but she said, just be careful of that because that is a sight. And now I'm realizing what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add? I think I covered, I think I covered a, a general, you know, idea around it and, and what it is and what it does, things that you can do, how it operates. And if you're particularly just curious about it, then I just encourage everyone to do a little research and homework for yourself, you know, Google illustration of the lymphatic system, just so you can get an idea of mm-hmm. a, what's happening in our bodies and what does it look like? It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. It's pretty I'm doing that right now. <laughs> the body is pretty incredible. So yeah, I'm looking it up right now. So (laughs) well, thank you so much for for coming on. And is it okay if I link your your Instagram in case anybody has any questions? Yes. Yep. Is that okay? Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's Morgan Malin and then underscore after Malin. So Morgan Malin underscore. Okay. I will totally, I will definitely link that. Thank you so much for, for coming on. This is, this was great. I loved this information and I'm, I'm going to get a dry brush. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do it. Do sure. it yeah. Let me know what, let me know how you feel after. Okay. Yeah.
Yeah. I think the toughest part for people is keeping up with the practice of it. Like, oh, I know I should be doing it, but yeah. you know, don't, if you get a dry brush and then you don't touch it for a couple weeks, it's fine. Don't beat yourself up. Just get back on it. So. Let's get back on it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good.